founded um, a health and wellness company at the same time. I did affiliate marketing. Wow. It's just always a growing thing for me. Welcome back to Young Smart Money. My name's Apple Crater, and I'm your host. Today in this episode, we're bringing on Hannah Carlson. Hannah is an expert in influencer marketing. She has her own agency that she started where she basically contracts out projects to different influencers across the globe that allows brands to connect with influencers and spread their message on a much more targeted and personal level. So if you are at all interested in the world of influencer marketing, how it actually works behind the scenes and how you can potentially become one of these influencers that goes out and promotes products and gets paid hundreds thousands or more for every single Instagram post that they put out there. This is the episode for you. You are going to love it. And without further ado, let's bring Hannah Carlson on to Young Smart Money. Welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, sweetheart? I am doing just fantastic. So for those of our listeners that aren't familiar with you and what you do, could you give us like a 30 second uh, intro into what you are all about and what you're up to right now? Sure. Well, my name is Hannah Carlson. I am based in New Jersey currently, moving to Miami in May. And I own two companies. I have an event management company based in New Jersey, and I have an influencer production agency based in Miami. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I'm excited to dive deeper into both of those and give our listeners some insight into what you are currently up to. So the first question that I like to ask a lot of my guests lately is, first of all, do you consider yourself to be an entrepreneur? Um, no. You don't? I, I do not. I differentiate myself from that term because everyone today is an entrepreneur. Everyone is striving to be this type of mindset that they're going after their own dreams. However, anyone can be an entrepreneur, but are you making any money off of it? Are you providing a service or a product, something for individuals actually based off of for an established company? So I wouldn't call myself an entrepreneur. However, I'm a high performer. That's a very interesting distinction to make between a high performer and an entrepreneur. So to you, does the word entrepreneur more mean I mean, in your eyes, what does the word entrepreneur mean to you? And, and what's the distinction there between an entrepreneur and a high performer? Um, an entrepreneur is an individual that is striving to establish their own brand, their own name. Okay. With pursuit of a product and service applied out into the world. Um, high performer is someone that's actually doing it and mm. not, a, not a wantrepreneur. I Most like that. Everyone is a wantrepreneur. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, that term. It's it's so fitting because there's so many people out there putting entrepreneur in their Instagram bio or just telling people they're an entrepreneur when in reality they're not actually doing anything. They might have a bunch of ideas, but they haven't started executing. They haven't started actually putting anything into practice. So I think that's a really important distinction to make. So was there a moment for you that you think you came into that space of being a high performer, or was it more of a process over time that sort of just allowed you to get on that path that that you're on right now? Right. Okay. So I started my first business when I was six years old with my sister. Wow. We started a pet sitting company. We huh. took little Hello Kitty notepads. <laughs> Hannah and Rebecca's pet sitting company posted it around our church, our school. We put our mom's cell phone number on it. She had no idea. <laughs> Walking around like, oh, okay. Guess, guess they're starting a business. So we had three pets, uh, a dog, a bunny rabbit and a turtle. Wow. Really fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But after that, I mean, I started the prom committee in high school. I started a t-shirt design company in high school. And then I pursued um, an established housekeeping company Hmm. on campus in college. So that that actually took off really, really well. It was a very frugal business. I did $5 per room and $5 per load of laundry. Mm. Everyone else was like, oh, that's such a great idea. I thought about doing it. And <laughs> back to that execution, I'm the type of person that I actually do execute on everything that I say that I'm going to do. Mm. So I started a housekeeping company. I did um, a health and wellness company at the same time. I did affiliate marketing. Wow. It's just always a growing thing for me. I'm always doing something different. So now I have my two companies and it's just a blessing, honestly. Awesome. Yeah. So what what got you the idea to to get started? And and is your sister older or younger than you when you guys were starting that company? My sister is 21, so she's younger than me. I'm the oldest out of three kids. Okay. Um, I guess what kind of motivated me into like leading into a mentorship my dad is like the man literally (laughs) the most impactful individual ever he did 18 years of school after college and he's top five in the world for spinal surgery wow his own yeah he started his own practice in virginia and they just broke ground on a second property as well which is amazing wow he patents a lot of products that like the screws and bolts and plates, the stuff that goes inside the body, he has designed. Wow. Yeah. That's so wild. Like, yeah. He is definitely very inspiring. Wow. So you saw that, you saw that from your parents and you're like, wow, if he can do that, like I can, I can start a pet sitting business. I can like do something to, <laughs> to, to start making some money or start having an impact. That's really cool to have that, to have that really like, yeah, it was more internal. It wasn't like, oh, because my dad's doing it, mm-hmm. like, I can do it or I should do it. It was just something that was like a gene, I guess. Hmm. That's really, that's really, really cool. So um, moving on to your next business, you said that you were um, printing t-shirts in high school and, and had a couple different side hustles going on then. Mm-hmm. What made you, what made you want to stick with entrepreneurship? Was the pet sitting stuff pretty successful or were you just like hooked? Like, wow, I just started something and I was able to create something from nothing or, or what made you want to keep going? Um, I'm, I'm not the type of person to be a nine to five individual. Mm. I love traveling. I've been traveling my entire life. The only continent I haven't been at is actually to Australia and Antarctica. Mm. So <laughs> those, are, those are goals for 2019 and 20, but um, yeah, I'm just always moving and I have to, be hands-on with things. I've tried to do a nine-to-five. I tried to do interior design, mm. and that didn't work out. I went to school for interior design, and I hated it. It was awful, just sitting behind a computer, drawing out mm. plans, and the only interaction I had with clients was their first initial consultation of what they wanted, and then mm. the product at the end. Mm. It just wasn't enough for me, so... Um, I went to pursue three degrees in college. So I have an wow. degree, an event planning degree, and a PR marketing degree. Wow. Where'd you go to school? High Point University in North Carolina. Interesting. That's really three degrees at once. Did that did you yeah. get through it in four years or five? Oh my gosh, that's wild. 
That is, I've, yeah, I don't know a single person that's triple majoring right now. That's really, really cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that would be a lot. Yeah, I was doing um, three different companies and I was managing two nightclubs and I was doing third degrees. So I was like the be all end all for entrepreneurship on that campus. (laughs) Our president of the university was always pushing entrepreneurs. So he saw what I was doing on campus and had me speak in front of the staff and faculty a couple of times. Wow. We'd give out my business cards to potential students that were coming and walking, taking tours of the campus. Like, oh yeah, we have a girl that has a housekeeping business if you guys are interested in everything. <laughs> just like very supportive of what I did. So we still like stay in touch, which is cool. Wow. That's, that's really a very cool. rare thing for like yeah. college presidents to be interacting with the students, but So how are you balancing all those different things at once? Because I know personally, I'm working on way too many things right now and and I'm already feel like I'm spread way too thin, but how were you able to balance all of those things and and make sure that you you kept all the plates spinning and you didn't like drop anything? Um, Delegating for sure. Mm. I was always able to hire the right people, even though like sometimes, you know, you're going to go through individuals that don't have the right mindset or the passion or the same focus as you and what you would like in another individual that's going to support your brand, your business, what have you. So Mm. being able to get through those people and finding the right ones that I can rely on, that definitely helped me out, yeah. When was the first time you hired somebody? Uh, Housekeeping business on campus. I had so many clients inquiring, and I'll be like double booking, triple booking, which was great but I just couldn't keep up with it and then I had another student that was trying to compete against my services and started (laughs) their own business and just saw that and was just laughing they're like there's no way that you can outdo Hannah like she's Mm. the all end all for services so (laughs) I started hiring um I hired two girls to help me out with that and that was great. I mean, it was a housekeeping business, so it wasn't like yeah. super demanding or, you know, this is going to leverage into something huge. But yeah, that was the first time. Huh. Was it, was it super liberating for you to, to hand off the reins or was that kind of tricky for you at first to, to worry about if they were going to do as good of a job as you would on, on the different housekeeping projects? Well, I mean, for that, like, again, it was just, it's housekeeping. Like I yeah. wasn't super worried about it. Um, but I do have standards for people that I hire. Like mm-hmm. when I have to do a shoot for um, a production, I require certain individuals to have like this creative eye and same direction that I want for the client at the same time. Um, if we're doing events, you know, alcohol is included. So I always say that anyone that works with me on the team, you're not allowed to drink. And mm-hmm. if you can't uphold that, you know, you shouldn't be working because like you have to be a professional, you have to be taken seriously when you're on a job and you're reflecting your own brand at the same time, reflecting mine. A hundred percent. Yeah. I can see, I guess how with housekeeping, the standards don't really need to be as high as something like an event or, or some kind of shoot where you really do need to make sure that you are upholding your brand to, right. to the highest extent. So that yeah. definitely makes sense. How did you get into the event managing space? Because uh, it seems like your progression of, of doing a lot of different things, I'm not really quite sure how it got you there. Good question, actually. <laughs> um, I guess it started in high school when really? I did prom. Okay. 
I started the prom committee and mm. it was at, uh, the Sadie Hawkins dance where like the girls asked the guys to go to the dance, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I started with that and I realized I love organizing. I love creating experiences that are memorable for other people. Mm. And yeah, I guess it started with that. Okay. I, think I like fell away from it at some point and kind of was always integrated in what I did because I did nightlife management. So it was always like a party and that's like, yeah, event, essentially. Where did your first couple of like connections come from or where, how'd you get your foot in the door in that space? Was there anything monumental there? Or was it kind of just like you knew people from these other businesses that you were starting that were like, Hey, I'm running this event. I know you have a little bit of experience in this. Do you want to hop on? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it was Instagram that really, really? kicked everything off. Yeah. Instagram has been an insanely amazing platform for branding and services and promotion. All of my clients I've gotten from Instagram. Wow. That's like the past massive. two years. Yeah. That's really, that's, that's huge. So what do yeah. you do on Instagram to market yourself or, or why do people come to, do people come to you or do you go to them? Uh, both. Okay. So if I'm looking for a vendor, I'm able to search on Instagram um, I use different platforms as well that mm-hmm. are outsource services. And then I have my employers do searches as well. So we do scouting. That's how we call it. Mm-hmm. We say that we want to work with certain people. So we're scouting influencers and venues, um, food and beverage, creatives, all the mm-hmm. hair and makeup, that kind of stuff. So whatever we needed for a project, we have albums of these types of people. So it's basically a, a Pinterest board hmm. for who we want to work with. And we just source from that. But yeah, I mean, we have a, an insane amount of people that we work with internationally. So if we have a client that's in Dubai, I can outsource to creatives out there, um, put the brand agent on the project and get everything squared away. Wow. That's wild. And, and so what are you doing on your own account to make people want to come to you and to make people interested in potentially working with you? I mean, my account is, I have three accounts. So okay. this, the, at the dot Hannah Carlson, mm-hmm. that is a personal account. So I do um, brand product photo shoots. Okay. Basically I tell everyone that my page is like a magazine. Mm. You can just go through and you can shop everything. That's, that's interesting. Every single post because everything that I get, it kind of started with doing brand shoots. So like this t-shirt, it's ZMK artist. Mm. He's based in Miami and I do work with him. So I help him with his branding and events at the same time. So everyone kind of comes to me for brand promotion. Huh kind of leverage that into relationship like hey we can take this to the next level how about we do an influencer campaign for you i can Mm. get people that are a whole lot larger our minimum requirement is 50k Mm -hmm. for an influencer to be considered for uh, a campaign so if like say zmk is like hey i want you to wear this shirt great i'd love to do a photo shoot of your product send me the product and then on top of that if you want 10 to 20 different images i can supply that to you at a cost Hmm. okay like how much is it going to be depends on their budget what have you Mm -hmm. um but then i can leverage that at the same time like we can shoot a one minute social media commercial for you Mm. with certain influencers that are in the proper space i can do cross promotion and 
um, traffic funneling for them to actually leverage the promotion of the product towards that individual. Wow. That's a huge ecosystem you have going and, and a really good way to get people in the door with that first like initial promotion on your page. And then you're able to scale that into like a real influencer campaign. So how, how did you decide that that's sort of the path you wanted to go down and how do you personally uh, establish like what your different priorities are going to be and which projects you do decide to take on? Because obviously it sounds like you have a lot of different things going on and a lot of different offers coming your way and opportunities that you could pursue but how do you hone in on the ones that are worth you doing and the ones that you actually do want to like take on? Well, I want to take on everything. <laughs> um, I'm not selective at really? all. I love working with every single client, big or small. It doesn't matter. Um, I've worked with people that have like a hundred people following them and then upwards of 4 million. Wow. It doesn't matter who they are or what their services um, I just, I love helping people. I love promoting and getting their brand exposed the right way. And I feel like my company does that the most professional and organic way. So, yeah. Do you ever run into a place where like you physically can't take on any more clients or do you have systems in place that are virtually infinitely scalable, at least to the needs that you, that you require? Well, that's why I have brand agents. So everyone that I work with, if I can't take on a project personally, like I will choose either LA or New York or Miami for me to actually be on top of a project. If I can't be there physically or if it conflicts with another event or campaign, I delegate. Mm. So I let the brand agents know, hey, we got these campaigns coming up this month. Which ones do you want to be a part of? Great. Mm. Awesome. Here's the budget of it. Work with what you got. And they take a percentage. Hmm. That's very interesting. How did you source those brand agents and how do you figure out who is somebody that's worth taking on as, as somebody in that role? Um, I do interviews. Okay. So they have to send a resume and I mean, it's basically like a regular job, but they're free to build their own schedules and they're free to actually have their own brand at the same time. Mm. So I encourage entrepreneurship and I always want everyone that I work with to have that mindset. So they'll, they'll always ask like, okay, like I'll be able to do this, but does this allot me to go off and do my own thing mm-hmm. when I, I decide like, absolutely. Like that's what I want because there's plenty of entrepreneurs out there, like young people like you that are trying to get their foot in the door of entrepreneurship or mm-hmm. something that has to do with events or brands, what have you. So I'm providing that platform in that space for those individuals to come and learn how to work this type of job and basically go off and do their own thing. That's absolutely fine. So I have kids reach out to me all the time. Like I'm very well connected with people all over the world. So they will tell other people, Hey, if you want to be in the event planning space in the influencer space, contact Hannah, Mm. they'll help you out. So then they send an application. Wow. That's a, that's a solid system you have in place. About how many brand agents do you have working for you at a given time? Uh, 25 internationally. 25. Wow. That's huge. That's a wide network of people that you are able to, to turn projects off to and to really, I mean, I can see why you're able to take on so many things because that huge, that huge spread and that huge network has got to be a huge asset to your business. Uh, when did you start taking on brand agents? When did that side of your business start? Yeah. A year ago. Really? In a year, you've added 25 people? Yeah. 
That's massive. Have, I've always had the connections and the mm -hmm. individuals out there, but I actually put it all together a year ago. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. So travel must be a pretty significant part of your business as well, because if you have these people all internationally, I'm assuming you are moving around quite a bit. So can you talk a little bit about how much you travel and how travel plays a role in your business? Uh, probably travel two to three times a month. It okay. depends on what I, I've got going on. Like I do a lot of brand consultations. Mm -hmm. So I'll fly out to Canada, LA, Texas, Miami, um, I'm going to DC, Virginia, New York, Miami. Wow. This month. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. <laughs> I think about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big deal for, I think, honestly, face to face value is the most important thing that you can bring to a client. Yeah. Emails, DMs, texts, calls, but it's, it's very different when you actually have that face value with because they can actually respect you a whole lot more and be able to believe in what you're doing and like how you were talking about earlier, letting go of the reins. It's the mm -hmm. same thing for the client. They have to let go a bit, especially with um, order generations. Like I just closed on a contract a week ago that I've been working on for the past three months because wow. the client is very old school mm. and he's like, okay, it's, it's old money and it's old tradition, old mindset. He doesn't understand social media, hmm. but he has people that work for him that say, look, we need to actually push more on social media. This is the new generation. This is the way. Yeah. So I had to like explain over the phone and in person, like, Hey, you know, this is me. You can, you can trust me. It's mm -hmm. all good. <laughs> Case studies of what we have done. And this is where we're going to take your brand and your product and be able to expose it the right way and make sure that you guys are getting the sales ROI and that stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, face to face value, honestly, mm. like, that's the whole thing about traveling. Everyone always asks like, Oh, are you traveling for fun ever? Like, not really. I mean, oh, it's wow. all it's all incorporated at the same time. Like, I'll go to Miami and I don't even go to the beach. I'll pack a swimsuit, but <laughs> I don't go <laughs> at all. Um, but I was very blessed growing up. My dad um, always took us traveling all over the world. You know, Switzerland, um, London, Italy, where else? Dubai. Wow. Fun everywhere and it was always readily available to us so that was my fun mm. when i was younger and then i went to college and it was just all business so. mm. that's interesting so you mentioned that 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 client was very not super comfortable with letting go of the reins especially to do stuff on social media is that a challenge that you run into pretty frequently with your business do you end up like meeting with people who are kind of hesitant to take that next step and, and really go into influencer marketing or are most of the clients you work with pretty comfortable with that at this point? Um, you know, it, it's a little of both. Okay. And I've, I've lost projects before because some people are very hesitant and they're like, mm, I don't know if this is the right time for us to do it. You mm -hmm. got to be understanding. You really do. Yeah. Um, you have to allow yourself time. You can't ever pressure a client. There's a lot of people that have gone through that and they said like, oh, like I... 
was always talking to them and following up and following up and like that that's the problem yeah like, you have to let them breathe you have yeah, to give let them, them some space <laughs> yeah exactly so you send your pitch deck you send all of the information about you then let them think on it and mm-hmm. consider you google you because there's plenty of clients that will google you yeah social media is very you got to be careful I get, yeah. it can be a very dangerous thing um but yeah there's just there's a lot of give and take um i can't be pressuring a client i can't be expecting anything of them and that's a another huge thing you can't expect anything you can't ever assume something or else you're going to let yourself down mm. if you assume that okay i'm going to get this client it's going to happen and it doesn't you're going to be upset and yeah. it's going to ruin you emotionally and mentally potentially physically so you have to be able to understand and figure out okay like if i don't get this client it's not the end of the world it exactly with the next person that's actually understanding and can believe in what i'm doing those are the types of people you want to start working with the ones that do believe in your product your service like it could be a friend like hey you know what toss me 20 bucks and i'll do your website yeah like, awesome then it becomes a, a referral thing then you build up your portfolio and all that stuff so um yeah, it's, it's a little like here and there where people decide to do the services or don't and negotiation, all that stuff. hundred percent. And if you believe in the value that you're providing, it's going to be a whole lot easier for you to sell other people on it. Because if you don't believe that you're actually providing a significant amount of value to people, it's going to be really tough for you to convince somebody to give you any money for that service. So I think that's huge, like being able to, to internalize that as well and really know your value from the get. Um, so you mentioned that your father was a pretty significant mentor in your life. Have there been any other mentors that have had a, a big impact on you and, and have brought you to the spaces that you've gotten to now? Or has it been mostly just like trial and error on your end? Um, both, for okay. sure. But I would say um, my dad and BK Breco, he's the CEO of Verve, mm. the health and wellness affiliate marketing company yeah and he i started doing the affiliate marketing all that stuff with his company in college got signed up you know all that binary compensation that stuff (laughs) good good times good times but um yeah i mean i believed in the product the product was amazing at the time i was doing uh bikini bodybuilding so i had my coach look at the product and the ingredients. I had my dad look at the product and the ingredients and they both endorsed it. Like, yeah, it's, it's a great company, great product. Everyone should be consuming this. Like, okay, if I get it from a world-renowned doctor and yeah. a coach, like, great, <laughs> awesome, I'll consume it. Then started into the business side and then listening to his talks and his videos, everything that he was supplying everyone individually for this company he really rose up as like like i guess a second father figure because Mm. he has six kids individually um like himself wow he's divorced Mm -hmm. he's a big um believer in god and he just doesn't let anything get to him like there's some business issues and he was able to get through that and just watching him rise up from all these challenges was very inspiring 
and started reaching out to him. I was wondering what the role of your network has been on your business and whether the connections that you've been able to make, how that's affected your business and yeah, basically just the role that, that your network has had in, in being able to grow your business. If it's been pretty significant or if it's been mostly through um, just going out there and doing your own thing that other people have stumbled upon you. Like how your network is your net worth kind of thing? Yeah, kind of. Like how, how important it's been, how important the people that you know have been to being able to get to the places where you're at now. Very valuable, honestly. <laughs> Everyone that I know has a place and a role in my life for a reason whether they're going to be a person that I'm going to work with or they're just a direct supporter or they're going to attend an event. It doesn't matter, but I know that everyone in my network is playing a role somehow that we're all pushing each other to do better. And I'm going to support them at the same time. Like if somebody is doing a charity event, I'm going to donate money. Hmm. It's like, I, I don't care what the charity is. I know that someone's trying to better the lives of someone else. Mm. And that's what I care about. That's mm. like my whole impact and my legacy that I want to leave. I want to leave a, a positive impact. And that's going to encourage other people to better the lives of other individuals. That's, that's huge. Like, that's that huge. should be everyone's life goal. But unfortunately, today, everyone wants to better themselves. and Yeah. Make yeah, the whole entrepreneurship image. Like yeah, I mean the whole entrepreneurship image of like flashy cars and like a big house and like I, I don't even know what what the kids are talking about these days. But just having that. You're a kid. <laughs> like, I think that's huge to to really be able to to want to impact people in a positive way rather than just like looking at how quickly you can get that Lambo money or or buy a nice house down in Miami. So I think that's huge. Do you ever find that people, if someone isn't, because you said everyone in your network sort of has a purpose there and, and is providing something. If you find somebody is not really providing anything anymore or is not um, really living up to the goals and the, and the places that you're trying to get to, do you ever find that you have to uh, cut connections? And, and is that something that you, that you face in, in your life? Because it seems like you have a lot of connections. Do you ever have to actively like trim those down? Absolutely. Yeah. Is that um, tough? It's honestly, it's not. <laughs> really? Because I know where I'm going mm -hmm. and I know the people that see me going in that direction, they're going to support me no matter what. And if you're not a supporter, then you're a hater and I'm yeah. just going to toss you to the side. It's not a big deal for me. That's fair. <laughs> it's very easy. Like I've, I've gone through trial and error with individuals my entire life. Um, I've been walked all over. I've been bullied. My sister's been bullied. I've stood up against bullies mm. just because of our backgrounds and other people didn't like it. So I'm not afraid to tell people no and why, because I want other people to better themselves at the same time. Like I'll, I'll cut out like best friends in my life. I've done that wow. sometimes because they're holding me back and I know enough about my focus and my vision that I'm not going to let anybody hold me back. That's huge. That's something that not a lot of people are willing to do. But the fact that you have done that so many times really to me speaks volumes on like how clear your vision is and like how you know exactly where you're going. And yeah, like you said, anyone who's getting in your way is not going to stick around for very long. So I think that's a huge like mindset shift for a lot of people who aren't willing to cut those connections of people that are still dragging them down and holding them back. So I think it's a really important skill to, to learn. Do you have any strategies that helped you to develop that? Or is it kind of just something that you, once you have that clear vision, you're just able to see what's holding you back? 
that's definitely knowing what you want. Mm. Like you really have to establish that you have to go through some issues and some downhill in your life that you're going to go to the bottom for some time. And you may have to realize once you're at the bottom, like, okay, what's holding me back? Is it me? Is it somebody else in my life? Is it an object? Is it, I don't know, mentality or something. Mm. You have to have that switch happen. And it, it may be a moment, it may be a person, it may be a TED talk, doesn't matter. You're you're gonna experience it somehow if you want it. Hmm. I dig it. I dig it a lot. Anna, what's something that uh listeners wouldn't know about you just from like your Instagram profile or or the stuff you put out there? You got any um sort of like underground facts about Hannah Carlson that, that our listeners could find out about today? Hmm. An unknown fact. Um I don't know. Any like any side projects or like hobbies or anything that you don't talk about very much or? Um, I'm writing a movie. Writing a movie? That's yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> What's it about? Um, it's a romantic thriller movie. What? It's based on my life, actually. Wow. Past, past couple years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not going to give out. A lot all right, of all right. So I'm writing it, and I have producers that are helping me in LA and New York. Oh, I have wow. actors that are already hired. I have film crews, so. That's crazy. You're really far along in that process. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, you know. Yeah. It's, it's something that I've talked with um, consultants about, accountants about, all this stuff. And wow. I mean, it's, it's a good concept. It's something that, you know, audiences can actually enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, why not? I mean, that's that's a really I've never met I don't think I've ever met anyone who is in the process of writing a movie. So, that's a first for me. <laughs> when did you start doing that or when did you get the idea to write a movie? Uh I mean, it's always been developing for okay. the past few years. <laughs> okay. But I mean, I've kind of said like little tidbits here and there, like this is the drama that's happening in my life. And then the people that I'm working with now, they're like, sure, a movie. Like, this is a great concept. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we finally <laughs> put it into like actual motion. Um, wow. Like motion, actually. That's, that's so cool. That's really cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad you shared that with us today. And I'm going to stay tuned for that in the near future. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully at some point. But um. I got a couple questions that I like to finish the show with, wrap it up with all of my guests. So we are going to hop right in to those. And the first of which, and this might've been one that you just answered right now, but it's what are you excited about right now? So this can be something in your business, can be something that's developing in the wider landscape of the world, can be a new feature on Instagram. Like what are you excited about right now? Um, I'm excited about new opportunities, honestly. Mm. Every single day is a new opportunity for me to connect with other individuals. Like I'll go on Instagram for a couple hours and do scouting myself. If mm. I feel like I want to do some new project, I'll have like an idea pop into my head. Like for Valentine's Day, we came up with this concept of doing a couple's cooking show, basically. Mm. I'm like, okay, like that's a great idea, but how can we capitalize on more? And then you get the models and then the models can be sponsored by jewelry companies. So I started reaching out to jewelry companies 
that are trying to get more exposure so they can do paid promotion on top of that then reaching out to liquor sponsors and flowers and everything related to Valentine's Day so they can all get their exposure and then given the content so they can promote it more so um yeah I mean I'm just excited about being creative yeah whatever way that it presents itself that's what I'm here for awesome I dig it I actually tuned into one of your live streams probably a couple days ago where you were doing some kind of like cooking thing um, and getting like coached by a chef or something it was pretty wild but (laughs) he's based in uh, New Jersey and actually we kind of just randomly came up with it I was in Miami and I was trying to cook for my host (laughs) that week and I didn't know how to cook something so I called him I was like really I need your help he's a a private chef based up here and he works for very high-end clients so I'm like all right this guy like (laughs) he's doing so I called him up I was like Elliot how do I cook the steak how do I know when it's done it's like okay like you have to do this and he's like show me what you're working with and he's like okay like we can do this and then he starts like kind of yelling at me in like a sarcastic way so I'm like dying laughing he's dying laughing and I was like you know what why don't we just do like a show like we'll do a cooking class like yelling at me across the live stream (laughs) so we we tried to do it it was like technical difficulties half the time but that was the funny part because he was like oh my gosh Hannah like what are you doing like yelling into the camera I'm like you can't yell into the camera it's not going to make the technology like beat up so um yeah that that was pretty entertaining but like coming up with random things all the time it's it's fun yeah just keeping it interesting and keeping keeping the novelty going I dig it uh, the next thing that I like to, to hear from my guests about is, uh, do you have any habits that have served you particularly well? These can be in business or in your personal life. Anything that you have like rituals on that, that helps you get to the next level? Um, yeah, I do actually. I have calls with my mentors. Mm-hmm. And we do uh, monthly chats. Then mm-hmm. I do my mentorship. I have two mentees or probably. Mentees, yeah. I don't, I don't know what we call them, but uh, <laughs> I have my calls with my students basically mm. and kind of catch up, like, what are you guys doing? How are we going to better your lives? All that stuff. And um, do the gym, coffee, and uh, avocado toast. Avocado toast, classic. Yeah. <laughs> millennial, millennial foods. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's basically my rituals. Um, I would love to read, but I hate books <laughs> um yeah i do podcasts listen yeah. to those all the time lewis house is mm. prime i love i love what he's able to do with his platform and bringing on certain guests and learning off of those individuals and networking with them off the show as well 100 i've been invited onto his show a couple of times to speak which is really cool yeah uh, but yeah i mean those are basic rituals honestly solid nothing, nothing too crazy not meditation or anything <laughs> that's fair that, but it, that, that wasn't me just got to get your avocado toast and podcasts and you'll be good to go exactly. <laughs> that's all you need now as somebody who's on instagram a lot um this doesn't have to be instagram specific but like whose content are you consuming right now you mentioned lewis house on the podcasting side of things but is there any content that you are really actively consuming any people you're looking at right now or what does that look like for you 
Mm, not really, honestly. Like, I get inspired by Grant Cardone and his business mm. lifestyle and his family lifestyle at the same time because I want to model after certain individuals that are able to balance family and business. Yeah. And that's pretty important to me because down the line, I want to be able to provide the kind of lifestyle for my kids one day. We'll see. Mm. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, not like any certain individual that I'm like, oh, I, I want to do that. I want to be like that person because I'm my own person. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to copy somebody else. Yeah. Because I want to live my own life. And if I mess up, great. If not, cool. It, it doesn't matter. I'm going to learn from all my experiences because I'm creating those opportunities. 100%. And I was actually just listening to a podcast today on balancing like business and relationships by this guy. I don't know if you know Tom Bilyeu. He is the founder of Quest Nutrition. Um, but yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of things going on and it sounds like him and his wife were on this podcast and it sounds like their relationship was going pretty solid and, and they had some really good tips that I thought for, for balancing those two things. So I think it's really important as well as somebody who is really involved in their business and also has a, a long-term relationship going on that, that you do need to figure out how to get those, those things to line up and, and really make sure that you are devoting the time and attention that both those things really do require because they are things that you really do need to foster. So I think it's a huge balance to, to, to come across. All right, Hannah. So one of the things that I do in my business that is not super scalable is I send video DMs to probably about five to 10 of my followers every single day, just like welcoming them in, um, telling them that I appreciate them and just introducing myself. And that's something that isn't inherently scalable. I mean, I don't mass produce these things. I personally say everyone's name in these messages so they know it's just for them. And that's something that I can't copy and paste a thousand times. So do you have any things that come to mind in your business that are things like that, that, that you can't copy and paste a thousand times and things that are sort of more impactful and not super scalable that you practice? I guess it would be the scouting. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because we have to do that individually. Mm-hmm. We have to look for certain people and then we have to go into it further because of, you know, the Instagram algorithm and everyone can buy followers now. You can buy yeah. likes and it's, it's fake. So we have to look at the, the conversions and we have to ask for their insight and their yeah. ROI and if, they, if they've ever worked with brands before, done a campaign. So I guess that would be the toughest one. It's got to be tough, especially when so many people are using all these sketchy ways to, to boost their numbers and to make it look like they're reaching so many more people than they are. When in reality, it's all just artificial. So that's got to be yeah. that's got to be a big struggle for you guys. Yeah, I actually called out um, one guy because, like, for um, we have a Bali mastermind coming up. Yeah. In April. So uh, I did organic influencer outreach, mm-hmm. and I did copy and paste, just asking <laughs> my influencers and my circle, I'm like, hey, can you post this up on your Instagram? Because we just wanted to do a straight up blast. Mm-hmm. Just blast it out to every single industry, every single network. So reached out to influencers in fashion, in technology, in um, like just international, every single state, people that I knew, um, anyone that I've ever worked with, people that actually have a reach. Mm-hmm. So I asked them just to do it like favor of, of a friend. And then I started reaching out to actual influencers that have like a larger number that I've never talked to before mm-hmm. that they would bounce back with like any like this amount of money like mm-hmm. okay cool like we'll be able to pay for paid influencer promotion outside the deal because we need to get the 
sales going of tickets and yeah. very make sure that this is um, properly promoted. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to this one kid and I was like, hey, can you toss this up on your story? Because we've like messaged like back and forth like randomly, like, okay. oh, nice like, Instagram story or whatever. And I asked him, I was like, can you throw this up on your story? And he was like, um, it's going to be $250. I was like, no, it's not. Because <laughs> I'm looking at your numbers right now and you have 70,000 followers, but you only have 200 likes. Oh. So I was like, it, it, no, like, it doesn't cross over. Yeah. He was like, do me a favor, hit that unfollow button. I was like, I'll do you one better. I'll block you right now. <laughs> Oh my god, people are ridiculous, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And like the other influencers, they're like, yeah, it'll be like thirty bucks. Like, yeah. No like I, I do that for people all the yeah. time. Like, if you see some random object that's on the screen, <laughs> people are like, Did you start a Shopify? I'm like, no. <laughs> people just pay me to post it on the story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so we have to go through trial and error all the time with like individuals like that. And yeah. You may not be nice about it, but <laughs> I, I don't care if I call somebody out because yeah. like, you know what you're doing. Exactly. You're doing right. So yeah, it just makes our job harder though. That's fair. All right, Hannah, last thing is just where can people go if they want to find out more about you, what you're up to, all the different projects that you are working on, where should we send our listeners to follow up with you at? You guys can follow me at Carlson on Instagram, at fifthbull on Instagram, and at Mastermind on Instagram. That is our next event that's coming up April 4th through 10th. You can also check out my website, www.fifthbull.com. Awesome. I will be sure to link all that up in the show notes below for y'all to check out. Hannah, thank you so much again for spending your time here on Young Smart Money. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for an audience of young people uh, that are potentially looking to start something on their own or uh, go after something that they're waiting to go after? If you guys are trying to scale a business, grow a business, you can start a business. Consistency plus persistency equals opportunity. Mm, That's massive. That's massive. Well, Hannah, again, thank you so much for your time. Oh my God. I really do appreciate it. I'm losing my voice over here, but we made it through. Thank you again so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Um, And thanks for stopping by and chatting with our listeners today. Thank you guys. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Young Smart Money. Again, if you guys did enjoy the show, do remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really does help us get in front of more people with the show. It helps you hear from even more amazing guests. It just makes the world go round when you do smash that five-star in iTunes. And if you guys want me to shout you out in my Instagram story, I am always up for that. So if you send a screenshot of your review to Apple Crider Official on Instagram, shoot me a DM of that or just tag me in it. Would love to repost it on my short story and give y'all a shout out there. Otherwise, I hope you guys do have a wonderful day, whether you're out walking the dog, whether you are at the gym, whatever you are up to on this fine day. I hope it is a splendid one and I will see you in the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Real quick, just launched a new project called the Online Course Examiner, basically the Yelp of online courses. It is blowing up lately, onlinecourseexaminer.com. Check it out.